Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I have good news. I don't have COVID. Really? Oh, that's nice. I thought I had flu or COVID or something. I've been sick for the last week, but it turns out I got nothing. Well, you know, you're not the only one who's sick without COVID. I, I, I've seen a lot of people, you know, change in the weather here in New England. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we're expecting, what, 12 inches of snow tomorrow or the day after? Ooh. Are you kidding me? It's 50 degrees right now. Yeah. Welcome oh. to New England. I think it was Mark Twain when he moved to Connecticut said, if you don't like the weather in New England, just wait a minute. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of good things to say. Unlike us, <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad all the it's time. It's all bad all the time. So, guys, did you survive the week of Log Four J? Barely. It's it, although it's like the twelve days of Christmas. It's awesome. Every day something new comes. I love this. Pat's <laughs> You're like such a sociopath. I know, right? Pat is like you know, burn them down, send in the Tomahawk cruise missiles, and Dwayne is like, oh, this is awesome. This is yeah. I have the rational ever. view. Yeah, and Dwayne is excited when people yes. lose money in data. Oh, it's, and it's, and Carl's, can't we just all live together? I know, right? I just <laughs> I just want a steak. All right. So so what happened this week um, with Log4J? I mean, it, since we published that show, we've added a couple of links because yes. Log4J is evolving in the response to it. So what happened? Yeah, so it's it's actually it's been very interesting in the cybersecurity world. I'm I'm pretty sure by the time uh cybersecurity people get to this podcast maybe towards the end of this week, uh they'll be exhausted because most of them have been up many, many hours trying to figure out what's going on. The problem is, we talked about this, but Log4J is so ubiquitous. It's out there in every package. Lots of packages don't even know that they're using Log4J. And to recap, Log4J is an exploit that affects so many systems that you could actually, uh, if you're playing, what was the game? Minecraft. 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 If you're playing Minecraft, somebody could send you a message that was carefully constructed in such a way that they could take over your computer, access all your data, like escalate privileges, like it's bad. Uh, it's so awesome. So there's a new exploit that was announced today that's it? been tracked where you could log into a Minecraft server. And um, th- so this exploit exploits a logging uh, module. So log4j yeah. is a logging module in Java, but most clients don't have it turned it on. So like if I were to load up my Minecraft and connect to a Minecraft server, mm-hmm. I usually am not logging locally, right? I'm not concerned. Okay. Uh, but what, what servers can do is they can push down mods to your client. 
mods make swords look different or make the client run different or give it right. new added functionality. Well, what people are doing now is they're exploiting the server. I like to think that mods have made millions of gamers think, hey, I might be able to be a programmer someday and then say, nah, I'll just play the game. Right, right. Uh, my kids went through that same phase. Right. <laughs> this is too um, hard. I'll just play the game. <laughs> so then now what they're doing is they're exploiting the servers, adding a new malicious mod. And then when you connect to the server, you download, you download the, the new mod and then run it. And it's instantly deploying ransomware. Wow. Awesome. So the mod might be made attractive. Like, you know, your your sword will be twice as sharp. And you'll... Yeah, not, even, not even that. The mods on a lot of these servers are required. So you the, want to connect the, to the server, server you can mark it as required. Yeah, oh and when you God. connect, it just downloads. You don't get the option. Which so is, have the infection, has the infection rate, I feel like we're talking about COVID here. Has the infection rate gone up this week? Uh, so it has. And and that not that alone, but the fact that nation states have now adopted the Log4J attack entry mechanism and adopted then coupled it. Meaning they're exploiting Using it. it. Oh, yeah. 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 They're starting to use it wholeheartedly. Uh, All right. Tell me. A lot tell of me. It tell on. me. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> well, certainly not Russia or China. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know who we're talking about. Cause <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe okay, Iran. That's certainly Russia or China. <laughs> right. Iran, it's probably yeah. Iran or North Korea. Uh, so, so are we yeah, talking it, about this uh, story in the Washington Times about China and Iran accused of exploiting new Yes. Log for J hack. Is that what we're talking about first? Yeah. And it's so it it's interesting. It started off with I'm not entirely sure whether it was a, a you know somebody trying to figure out how they could glean, you know, more power on a Minecraft server. Yeah. But there was an exploit on a Minecraft server and everyone, ha ha ha, that looks stupid. That's nice. You can take over Minecraft servers. And then somebody realized, oh wait, the piece <laughs> that they're taking over is in almost every piece of software on the planet. Um, I and think it the first exploded. word was O, and the second word we can't repeat on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, now now we're starting to see uh, nation states over the weekend start to adopt this as the way that they breach sites. They were using, we had talked earlier this year about um, the exchange log proxy issue, the proxy logon, okay. where people were, bre- you know, nation states were breaching exchange, Microsoft Exchange servers to deploy, uh, you know, ransomware, command and control structures, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing Log4J as the, you know, hey, we're going to hit every site out there. It's super easy for us to just try and exploit this and, and pull down malicious software. So they don't, uh, they don't sit around and wait, do they? These mm. nation states, they find an opportunity to jump right in. How is uh, the American uh, anti-ransomware brigade uh, responding to this, Patrick? Um, so General Nakasone is the head of Cyber Command, okay, and also um, the NSA. Yeah, and the U.S. has started to do a lot more to actually go after the these bad actors. So remember when you know Al Qaeda was you would didn't want to be associated with a bank account that was mm. tied to Al Qaeda. You didn't right. want you know your name on a list. Uh, we're getting to, we're getting there. We're not there yet. But we're getting there. We're, where right. I think we're we're going to see is we're going to start treating these people uh, as they should be treated. All right. So Patrick, uh, yeah, Tom Hawks delivered to your door, right? Yes. So Patrick's <laughs> a hawk, by the way. If you haven't um, figured that out, all right. So Patrick, if you're listening to this show and you're a seasoned hacker developer, 
who wants to join the fight. It's like joining the army, right? Who wants to join the fight to uh, fight these nation states like China, Iran, Russia, who are, you know, to try to shore up our own interests. Is there any vehicle by which you can get, you know, make yourself known and say, hey, I have some skills. I want to help. So at the moment, no, but I've been working on a couple of plans to develop something first. You have. Yes. Wow. So the first is I'm talking to an organization that that um, has in the past helped me talk to uh, my my local senators and, and people in Congress. Okay. Um, and what I'd like to see specifically is a way for people to give a tip, a cyber tip line, basically. Yeah, right. So let's, so let's say there's something called uh, Google Dorks. So I can Are do a Google search. Wait a minute. Is this a real thing? <laughs> yeah, it is a real thing. Yeah. So Everybody who uses Google, Google dorks. dorks. It's yeah. not a real thing. You're just it is saying. a real thing. It is. It is. What? It's, it thousands. Is. it's yeah. basically yeah. a Google search that will bring you a list of vulnerable targets. So let's say you're trying to steal, uh, borrow uh, music off the internet. And you <laughs> want to you, you find an MP3. So a simple Google dork might be, you know, in URL. So you want to be in the URL, you want a particular phrase and then the name of the song and then file type colon MP3. Um, and Google will take file type colon and say, I'm only going to return to you a page that the file type of the page is an MP3. Um, and I'm only going to return to you a page that has whatever name. So, you, so now you're manipulating the, the search engine to only give you certain things. Like I could say, I want something that in the page says top secret and the file type is PDF. And that's how a lot of governments leaks have happened where they'll pull, you know, PDFs that say SCI or top uh, secret okay. clearance All or right. whatever. So, so can I, can I just explain this for the lay listeners? This is what you're talking about. It's called the Google hacking database, right? GHDB. Yeah. It's an index of search queries that are called dorks because we're dorks used to find publicly available information intended for presenters and security researchers. So so here here's an example. I'm not going to okay. bring a, an actual Google dork up, but let's say that um, there's there's a new vulnerability. We okay. won't call it log4j. We'll just make up a vulnerability. So the starfish, yep. the jelly, jellyfish, starfish, squid vulnerability. And there's a file type of dot config, right? That okay. I'm looking for. All right. And it has to have squid in the name. So I could do a Google dork for squid and the file type config. And I would do a search and Google would return all of the websites that allowed that page to be indexed wow. and give me a link to them. And now are, I are have you guys a, giving away some of your secret tools that you, they're not secret. It's on no, the internet. No, unfortunately. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This All is right. 101. This is like you watch two YouTube videos on site on hacking and you're already there. Okay. All right. Okay. So it's not, this is basic stuff, but, but here's the problem. These dorks, th there's thousands of them. <laughs> There's thousands dorks everywhere. We talk yeah, we're about in this. That Venn this is diagram. just the vernacular. So. What did you call me? <laughs> Far worse than dork. Trust yeah, me. Uh, so, so, but here's the problem, though. Uh, let's say I have a Google dork that I use and I discover, I look at, and there's three thousand company websites available and vulnerable. Okay. There's no good mechanism for me to go and notify those companies. True. If I call them up they're going to suspect me of hacking. They're yeah, going to, yeah. 
They're not going to believe me. We've tried this. We've so you got to do a Troy Hunt. You got to do a Have I Been Pwned database well, and have them come tough. to you. Because like right now, we have a Google dork that we've put in Careful. Google. And we- <laughs> so, so let's put it this hey, way. Ice cream, clowns, I'll, I'll this. happiness. I'll this. Let, let me, since I have the vulnerability here, let me see. So you almost, I have the legal fiduciary. So this has happened to us. Where, no talkie, Dwayne. Okay, where Dwayne's tried to help a state that had yeah. a website that's vulnerable, called them up, said, hey. And they're like, that's not possible. And he's like, no, no, it's possible. You have a vulnerability. And they're like, he talked to a developer. He got to yeah. a developer. And the wow. developer wouldn't give him his name. And, yep. he's, and Dwayne's like, I'm not giving you the details on this. I'm not without telling some, you how to hack this site. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how to hack your site and steal wow. credit cards. So that's so, why you guys were so worried about the governor from Missouri. Uh, hell who, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who got yeah. a call from a security guy like Dwayne. Right. Saying, hey, you're vulnerable. And then, well, then they arrested had, him. That's had the chilling effect. They didn't actually arrest him, but they're trying to charge him. They well, and that, was only, that was only social security numbers. Yeah. The oh. data that we could see was uh, credit cards. So, Dwayne, what are you credit, doing? Credit, credit cards. Why well, did you call him? So I, we agreed <laughs> that we would try to do that. and and But, but it didn't work. So, right. So what I did is I called a buddy of mine who's retired FBI and we talked and he told me what to do. And I called in the tip line and I had a conversation with someone. They took all my information. They, okay. I told them what, what the site was. I told them what was going on hmm. and crickets. Nothing. And we've looked at the Google dork. We didn't look at the site. We just saw it. And it's still there. Easy. Easy. I'm, so I'm picturing we, a guy with buck teeth and freckles. So what I would like to see, what I'm going to propose to, you know, some members of Congress, if they'll listen to me, uh-huh. is that the FBI set up a cyber tip line that I can call and either anonymously or not anonymously, I can tell you, hey, uh, Franklin's net is vulnerable. This is the vulnerability. <laughs> this is how, this is how, this is how I know they're vulnerable. I would like a ticket. Yeah. And when they give me a ticket, I have 90 days. And mm. in 90 days, I can publish that on the internet. And I can tell the world about that problem. Wow. And if they fixed it, good on them. And if they so, didn't. So you're saying put some pressure on the people who have vulnerabilities. Yes. Yeah. And put the, well, put the onus of notification on the FBI right. to say, hey, just let you know, there was a tip that came to the cyber tip line. We gave them a ticket, which means they can publish that information without Hey, prosecution. you know, I want you to know that I have gotten many, many emails from the FBI warning me about yeah, things. Yeah, that's the problem. And I've completely ignored them because you know what? They're bullcrap. <laughs> You're right. You do. Yeah. So <laughs> how does this, it, it just occurs to me, like, how do really smart people get through the 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 stuff like Dwayne, right? You know, how do you get through? You're like, no, really? Yeah. I'm not a Nigerian prince I'm trying scammer. to make that- I'm trying to make that the FBI's problem. Well, yeah, yeah and it's interesting because when I talked to this developer and, it, and explained what we could see, first off, he was like, yeah, that's not possible. Uh, and secondly, then he was like, wait, what are you doing on my site? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, but you know, you, you, what you could do is you could say, oh, you want some proof? Okay. Yeah, Your but, admin password is X. But, uh, but here's the problem, Carl. In this Carl the problem you. is it shouldn't be that hard. You're right. I know. You're right. You're if right. someone's house is burning, I can go try to put it out, and I'm not going to be shot, right, for trying to put the house out. Unless it's your house. <laughs> yeah, then you might. <laughs> then you might. All right. So, let's move on to some of these other other stories. So before we move on, real quick though, um, okay. I do see some government agencies trying to switch over to a bug bounty program. So Department of Homeland Security just announced a bug bounty program 
either today or yesterday. Meaning they'll pay you for information? <laughs> yeah, they'll pay up to $5,000 for you if you can breach uh, the Department of Homeland Security. Oh. The only problem I have with bug bounty programs like this. They're too easy for you. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a challenge, man. Um, no, it's, 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 it's only a small group of vetted security researchers. Oh. So it's like, oh, yeah, you five guys, it's okay, everybody else. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. I think for a program like that to be successful, it has to be wider, more open. Because you know what? The guys in Russia are hitting it right now, and they're not vetted. That's yeah. right. Um, so That's right. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. All right. So sticking with the Log4j theme, yes. let's talk about this vaccine for critical Log4 shell. Yeah. And, and Log4 shell is kind of the, the printer nightmare name for the Log4j issue. Um, so Log4 shell, I, the vaccine, I would be careful. We, uh, I think we're going to put a link up on the site with this for the vaccine. The vaccine is some researchers went out there and exploited log4j created code to exploit log4j and then that code instead of deploying ransomware instead of you know doing malicious things to the system actually disables the jndi lookups on that okay. website to defang it to, to defang it make so it so that it will use never the work exploit again. to remove the, the exploit, exploit. yeah <laughs> right right it's <laughs> probably better if it's your site a highly illegal for you to go to hit anybody's site you don't own I'm, sure. I'm going to put that out there. Sure. Unless you're Patrick, then it's fine. No. <laughs> Even if you're doing them a favor. Even if you're doing them a favor. Yeah. Um, B, there are patches out there for Log4J. Um, the recent suggestions, I think, are the dot .16 patch. Uh, they, people were saying dot .15 was fine, but actually you want to go to dot .16. Dot .15 still has some data leaks. Whatever that means. All right. So that's just a patch number. Yeah, but that's in there. Yeah, okay. exactly. So patch 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 um and then uh there is an inoculation out there but i would not run that as your primary you know patch i would actually go patch okay all right so what is cyber reason and what is their logout for shell what does that do is that similar so there are a bunch of different variants out there um my understanding is this is just another variant of the vaccine so it's you know, them trying to put together a piece of code that you can run against vulnerable systems that will then defang um, the ability to run any log4j against your your system. So it, it checks all of your Apache systems to see if you're vulnerable and then goes through and defangs it, not not patches. But it but. exploits it. So this is like it a does. kid who wants to earn their merit badge walking through a parking lot, trying car doors and every door that opens, they lock it and then shut it again. If they get caught opening a door, they're going to get arrested. Right. right. It Unless it's matter. your door, which is then perfectly okay. That's yeah. right. So you can only lock your own car. Don't be right. locking other people's cars. <laughs> yeah. Do the Patrick thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So similar. Yeah. So it's similar. And and we're going to see a lot more exploits coming. Um, there was uh, whisperings on the net that there is a, a worm that is being created right now that's in its infancy um, that is leveraging this log for Jay. I don't think we ever defined what a worm is. Uh, I, think I mean, right. I, I, it's a nice metaphor. It's something that burrows its way in and then does some Propagates. damage from the inside. Right. Right. So this, this is this uh, and worms have been around uh, since the 80s. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember forever. hearing that term when I was a kid. I'm trying to think of the first one. Was it, um, 
the kid. It named- was one of the one of the FBI. I want to say it was one of the FBI cyber director's sons. Yeah, or computer yeah, lab like research Warren guys, or William or something. Yeah. like W something was the name of it. Yeah, it was actually impressive. I want to say is it noted? Is it in the cuckoo's egg? So, mm-hmm. all right. So it, it burrows yeah, its way in and does some damage from the inside out, right? Yeah. And it either does well, damage Morris. on the inside or hides. Um, William Tappan Morris. All right. There you go. So it's like a virus, but it doesn't show itself until a particular time. Is that right? Accurate? And it may, it may sit around waiting for commands. It may sit around waiting for payloads. Okay. Um, that sort of stuff. So a lot, lot more dangerous things coming. Um, there is, by the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, there is a GitHub. We'll put, we'll put a link out to um, for the all the Log4j affected. It's called Log4j affected DB. So is this all the vulnerability is, guidance? Yeah, this is a massive list of every piece of software that researchers have currently found Log4j vulnerabilities in um, and what versions they were found in in that software because right now it's really hard to find if a vendor doesn't say they're using log4j yeah you have, you have no idea right whether it's it's vulnerable or not i mean it could be a java application that has nothing no logging in it or may have log4j okay. so so this is just a government website trying to keep track of what software you might want to be concerned about all right so there's several ransomware things that we could probably just summarize right yeah we should definitely do that this yeah. is this is the list of people not to be yeah, don't be these guys. Let's start with Ascension, Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, and, and I think all of these are going to follow the same exact paradigm. Somebody clicked on something they really shouldn't have um, and then got breached. Uh, so Ascension Health uh, reports that it is among one of the many victims of a massive ransomware that was announced on the 15th. Um, we have... Did they pay? Uh, it's still ongoing. Oh, I mean, a lot of these are new this week. Okay, okay um, so let's let's ask this question. Okay, what could they have done to mitigate, not not prevent, because prevention is some is the first step. What could they what could they have had in place that might have made this less painful? Whether we we don't know of this. If mm. they had desktop as a service, that might have made it a little better for the recovery. Desktop if they had as redundant, a service, so like some virtual machine. If if they had a system where their yeah um their desktops are um, virtual. Yeah. And, they, and yeah. therefore refreshable, sandboxable, yeah. um, recoverable, standardizable. Uh, would, so, desktop right. as a service is, is a measure you can use that can be used for security purposes. But a lot I'd of people. I'd like to say yes. I'd like to say yes. You'd like to say yes. Why I'd can't like you to say, say yes? yes? We know of like nine different ways to use just a normal account. No, you know of nine issues. different ways because you're a <laughs> We're going to talk about one today. Genius. Okay, but, but if you use this technology, let's talk yeah. about it. Okay. If you use desktop as a service as a technology, it's not a panacea. Nothing's a panacea. No. But what it would allow you to do is standardize your desktops in a way that most of these vulnerabilities exploit the fact that your desktops aren't standardized. They're not patched. They're not secure. Right. Sure. Okay. So that's one advantage. Two, recovery. You can go back and say, okay, I'm going to recover all my client desktops quickly right. because I have a centralized interface instead of having to go around with floppies and reinstall everything. So a sure. real-world example of that would be if you have an AWS Windows desktop or Azure or something like yep. that, or even Google Cloud, I think, does this. And you log in and you use that as your main machine and you get some sort of ransomware attack and they say, oh, we're going to take over your machine. You're like, fine, I'll just close that out. 
refresh the one from an hour before, and then don't click the link. Hey, Carl. Hey. Are we going to just bypass the fact that Patrick said, you see, you don't have to walk around with a floppy? <laughs> no, no, you go ahead and address that, because I really don't know Patrick, what you're talking about. Most of our listeners probably don't know what a floppy oh, is. Oh, a floppy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was. They don't know what a dork is either. Yeah. Well, they do, They know three of them now. Uh, I was going to say. Uh, oh, that's awesome. You know right, what, so old man? A floppy you do is like a uh, like- USB drive. That's kind of like a CD-ROM. That's kind of like a bigger. Don't don't okay boomer me you. <laughs> you got gray hair too. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like an SD card, but bigger. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's like a big SD card. <laughs> but but it, but it's much bigger and holds much less data. <laughs> right matt by the way Uh, that's awesome all right so we okay forget it floppies where were we i said you didn't have to walk around with a floppy yes all right so ransomware we'll we'll rattle we'll rattle this list off though um so we'll have a couple links here but uh ransomware attack shuts down computer systems for the virginia legislative uh agencies i just want to know if any of these guys paid money and if they did is patrick gonna go smack him in the face oh i wish i could <laughs> or send tomahawks <laughs> or, or, or have the should predator be illegal to pay a ransom yeah it, well, did you say should be i think it is i'm almost positive it is illegal oh, so it, it is I'm illegal 99% sure it is illegal if the organization is marked as one of the embargoed organizations the problem is it's really difficult to know yeah i i'm almost positive you can't pay it Wow. But that's not, I don't think so because we have police organizations paying them. So this could be dangerous, right? So if you get hit with ransomware and you, you balk and you say, oh, I really got to find out if this, (laughs) this is legal. And I call the FBI or whatever and they put me on hold and they don't talk to me like Dwayne. And, (laughs) and then I'm screwed because the time is up and uh, that's it. And everything's encrypted. You're done. Everything's encrypted. What I would yep. like to do is every time we talk about ransomware, which will be every single week, I'd like to take mm-hmm. one little topic like we did today with desktop as a service sure. and talk about a way, a thing, yep. yeah, uh, just one measure that people can do right. because we've got to start building up a resiliency to this stuff. Unplug your network cable. Yeah. Turn off your yeah. Wi-Fi. Uh, don't, right. don't, don't, don't use your data. email. <laughs> don't use email. How about that? <laughs> Remove your keyboard, your mouse. And by the way, cut off your hands and live in a box. <laughs> and now you're safe. Uh, well, that was the solution last week with the Log4J thing, right? Turn yeah, off your phones and don't use them for a week. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, except to get the podcast. That's the only yes. thing you can do. Yes. Uh, All right, more ransomware. So More uh, ransomware. Natural gas supplier. Yeah, billion, billion dollar, dollar natural, natural gas natural supplier. Gas supplier. Hit with ransomware. Okay. Uh, Mc, McMeanman. I'm going to destroy this name. McMeanman's. Is that how you say that? McMeanman's hit by ransomware? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, don't be those guys. Don't yeah, be McMe- those guys. McMeanman's manages 56 hotels, movie theaters, bars, uh, and restaurants in the Northwest. Was also hit with we ransomware. We have 56 hotels. That's maybe 100 rooms per hotel. So... 5,600 hotel rooms where people are using your Wi-Fi 
Now, when are you going to get hit with ransomware? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, God help them if their production company network is on their same oh, network. Yes, as but you stressed. know as well as I do. You, Patrick, you've gone to hotel rooms and said, hmm, I wonder. And you've <laughs> been able to get in, haven't you? No proof of that. There's the proof. You can't prove that. <laughs> I know Dwayne has. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was an awesome day. <laughs> You're going to get us banned from every hotel. Uh, throw up the fake guessing. access point in your room to see who connects. I'm the kind of guy that when I get a room key, I never give it back because I don't know what information they've stored in the room key. Shred it. Point. I have stacks of them here. You know, a lot of those door uh, automated door electronic locks are all based on the same base cryptography and prime number. Oh, yeah. Aaron. So eventually those door cards will work again. Um. And then also you can figure out what they are. And, and then the they call Anyways. them dork cards. <laughs> Fun stuff. Fun stuff. All right. So let's don't be, move don't on. Don't be hit by ransomware. Don't, yeah, click don't on be things. hit by ransomware. And by now you've probably we, gleaned a few tips. I, I think we need to spend the rest of our time on the Sam account name spoofing. Okay. What is because, Sam account? What is that? Yeah. So this one, this one's an interesting attack. Um, so for all of you who don't have a Microsoft corporate network, you can you can glaze over or, or laugh at the people who do. But your office or company that you work for probably has a network and you're probably using Microsoft if you're in, in any corporate environment. Um, if it's a Microsoft network, there's this massive thing called Active Directory that allows everybody to log in and do the things they normally do. It's like a big, uh, what do you call it, contact database. Yeah, it's a security layer. Right. What resources does Patrick have access to when he logs in? Does he get access to a printer? Does he get access to his computer? What level of access, et cetera? All the accounts, all the computers, all the resources are within the domain. Yes. Now, what's with with this particular CVE, which we'll post links to this, so you don't need to worry about what the numbers are and that sort of stuff. It's fallen under the radar. It was announced um, a while, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Um, but because of Log4j, everybody's all excited about Log4j and has really focused a lot on this. Um, so the attack path here is anybody in your corporate environment right now, whether this is a school, whether the, you know, it's just a, a, an eighth grader student who has a username and password, whether it's a, a hospital and you know a, a nurse or a tech has access to just has a normal username and password. So any account, no matter what privilege they have, in a Windows Active Directory domain has the ability by default to add five computers to the network, which is weird. It's convenient. Yeah, who cares? Which right? convenience is the, is the enemy, enemy of security. Of security. <laughs> Why Patrick you would Kimes. do that? So the simple fix for this, who, who for people who don't want to listen to the issue, the simple fix for this is to actually set that that to zero. Normal users cannot add computers to the domain. Period. Right. Um, but let's assume you're a normal Microsoft network and you haven't done that. Um, so what happens is you take a computer, you add a fake computer with code. You've had a fake computer, one line of code, PowerShell code, to the domain that is the name of the domain controller. Dwayne, how many times have you done that? This week? I could do it by <laughs> hand right now, by memory. Um, so you add, you add a computer to the domain that is the okay. name of the domain controller. So your domain controller is a computer that holds the master database of who's authenticated to do whatever. If I were to create a computer named the same thing as my domain controller, it wouldn't cause an issue. Mm. Here's why. Because your domain controller, all computer names end in a dollar sign. You don't see it, 
but they in the database in the back end they end in a dollar sign. So that's how they know, hey, there's a computer account, not a user account. Because they were written in early basic, which variables always had a dollar sign after them. I'm kidding. That's so you take that and you go, okay, well, now I have a domain controller with this dollar sign, which is the real domain controller. And yeah. I have this fake domain controller with no dollar sign, but it has no rights to anything. Okay. And I grab what's called a TGT. We're not going to go into like Kerberos hacking and that sort of stuff. In we don't short, even know what you mean. So it doesn't matter. All right. So TGT? in short, yeah, it's a ticket granting ticket. ticket. So I, okay. I go with my computer with this new, this new computer name. Mm-hmm. And I say, I would like access to a resource on the domain. Okay. And what happens is the real domain controller and, and Kerberos commander sends me a ticket and I hold on to it. Then I rename my computer back to any other name. Oh my doesn't God. matter. Why would you do that? I have this ticket now that gives me access to anything I want as this fake computer. Still with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe? Okay. Now, if I try and use this ticket, does the computer exist? No. No, we renamed it. It's gone now. But it doesn't know that. But what happens in Kerberos is Kerberos then says, oh, maybe this was a computer account. And it adds the dollar sign at the end. No. So now I have a ticket that has total control over the domain controller. Yet more career advice for hackers who listen to this show. Uh, so I can pull down you. all the users, all the passwords, all the things. All right. So so has that been patched? No. No. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know that Microsoft is going to patch it because it's a feature. Works it's, as designed. Oh, my God. So, well, so there wow. are workarounds. You can say that normal users can't create computer accounts. That I would do that in a normal network anyways. Right. Um, we will post a, and I actually love this site, the hacker.recipes site is awesome um they explain the whole process be all the code um i would if you're just a normal security researcher and you want to play around with this do it in a lab not in your real domain Mm. because naming a computer the name of your domain controller or domain causes all sorts of really bad things on the network agree and so that is the sam account name spoofing link that we have Mm -hmm. in the show notes and and if you're ever looking if you're ever looking to be a, a lead hacksaw, there's all sorts of fantastic recipes on there. Go ahead, Patrick. Sorry. So back back to what Dwayne was saying about the bad things about naming things after your domain. Um, oh yes, <laughs> we were. Well, I'm going to tell him that's true. I won't name I won't name the get the guilty will not be named. So we were working with a company, and they you know they could they were too distracted to deal with the things that we were trying to do because they they just had they had name resolution problems they couldn't make work they couldn't get their their domain controller to respond. You put two computers on the network and they wouldn't talk to each other. <laughs> they had fundamental networking problems and they couldn't get on with the rest of the business. And and we had just helped them put a solution in place. And so, of course, they're blaming everyone, including us. Okay. And so, Dwayne, tell, tell them what you found. Yeah. So after a lot of digging and a lot of Wireshark and a lot of network tests, we found out that some clown, I'm sorry, user. <laughs> you were right the first had time. Had taken a Western digital NAS drive just a USB Western digital NAS drive had plugged, it in, had plugged it in, had its own DHCP server. Nope. No, no, no not even that, but it's a great guess. Even had plugged it in. And it, and the first thing it said is, what do you want to call me? And he said, he named it the same as the domain control as the domain name. Oh. So now he shut down all authentication to the network. Like nobody because could log it in. Became, couldn't talk. Yeah. 
because it, it was answering all requests, the requests for wins and things like that. <laughs> for all the yeah, for all so the if, I, if, if your request went to that by accident, it died. Yep, yep it's it like, did not respond. Yeah, yeah, it's just hey, I'm just a hard drive. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Right. Talk about fickle. He'd unplug it. It'd work. He'd plug it back in. It wouldn't work. He'd plug. Yeah. At least it awesome. didn't say, sure, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I don't know. If it did, we would record that as an exploit. We'd use. All right. So we have just like four random things that happen left in our, in our uh, list. Gum tree. Cl- <laughs> what is gum tree? Gum tree classified site leaked personal info via the F12 key. Now, for those who don't know, every browser, uh, when you're on a site, you can press your F12 key, and don't do all, it. Yeah, you get arrested. I know, all of this stuff comes up, and it's really for developers. So no, you're a hacker, Harry. Are hackers? Yeah, to see sort of the. You're just viewing the, the source. Yeah, you. Well, it's more than viewing the source, because if you right click and say view source. You'll get what was sent to the browser, but not what exists in the browser. Yes, which could be dynamically generated. I know. Ask me how I know. How do you and, know this, Carl? And if you go to console, the console tab, you will see all of the errors that your JavaScript has had. And if you go to the network tab, you'll see all of the things that have been downloaded and uploaded, or sent and received from your website to the server. And if it's in clear text, you know, if they haven't done their job of encrypting things, guess what? You can read it. So, you know, it, it it's kind of, um, I don't know, to, to mere mortals, I think F12 is ignored. But to people who are in the know, developers and such, you know, that when they want to detect a problem or a, a diagnose a problem or troubleshoot a website, it's the first place they well, go. It's kind of like the lock on your door. The yeah. lock on your door is an, in, 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 an incredibly impossible barrier if it's locked for most people. But if you know how to pick a lock, <laughs> not so much. Not we'll so teach much. that on our next podcast. You're just hoping that the neighbors haven't taken that lock picking course. <laughs> well, that's why you have local... three big dogs like me. Yeah, and just several cannons and yeah, Uzis. Tomahawk yeah, <laughs> Tomahawk missiles. Actually, <laughs> if someone broke into my house, I'd rather use my paintball gun. Paintball gun. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm not going to burn my house down. I'm not going to kill my dogs. You're sure going to scare the hell out of them. Though. I'm not going to go to prison if I kill them. Right. I still might kill them. You just say, hey, we were playing paintball. No, <laughs> I, I'll say, hey, I could have used this this array of actual weapons, and I decided to go go light on them. Right. Patrick, you are a true gentleman. <laughs> yes, true you are. Gentleman. A true gentleman uses a color. paintball gun against an intruder in his own home. Well, plus, if you shoot him, then the dog doesn't get to keep, you know, going after him. So, <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Where Patrick were we? Guys over there. So what's interesting about this article is this is another Gumtree. story of somebody hitting F12 and seeing sensitive data. Yeah. Now, Gumtree.com, to their credit, uh, didn't sue him or try and get him arrested. Actually, fix the problem and thank. Unlike him the for Missouri it. governor, <laughs> so it's interesting. Um, yeah, be careful where you use that F twelve hacking tool. 
I'm waiting for the first browser, the first browser that when you click the little hamburger menu in the upper right and drop down, instead of saying developer tools, it says hacker tools. I want that to happen. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Carl, you were right that we need to figure out a way to get our our concerned citizens with some technological background to be able to help in this oh, fight. Oh, totally. There's a, we're not there's, there yet. No, there's a definite shortage of people who know how to uh, figure out these things and at least who can diagnose problems and you know, do problem solving. All right. So moving on state sponsored hackers abuse Slack API to steal airline data. This is an article that one of us posted in Slack. <laughs> <laughs> or did we, or <laughs> yeah, maybe we didn't. Did we? Oh, so this so, one's cool. I, you know, if you're on a, if you're on a reason, like a, if you're on a normal network and I'm trying to get data off, I'm trying to mm-hmm. what they call exfiltrate data off of a network. I'm always looking for ways to do it. So pushing the data over, say, HTTPS or, you know, web traffic, good way to get off of a network, but everybody's looking for that. So if I'm in a network and I'm trying to move data out, what other ways might I do it? Well, DNS has been now taken up as a way to exfiltrate data, but even that's now getting scrutiny. Um, So Mm -hmm. people are looking for more and more ways to exfiltrate data and control your botnet that's on the inside of a corporate network. And now we're seeing Slack being used as a command and control structure. So you install a piece of malicious software on the inside of a network. It connects out to a Slack API. Using a bot or something? Yeah, it logs into a channel. And there's a channel for commands. And there's a channel for status. And there's a channel for whatever. And the the bot agent says, hey, I'm online. And then the operator can go into Slack and say, okay, I want you to give me all the information on things that are running in your computer. And the bot picks that up and then runs it and puts the results in another Slack channel. So they're using Slack now as their command and control. control This is not new. There's there's all sorts of -of out-of-band communication mechanisms. For example, there's been spies caught sharing a Hotmail account Mm -hmm. where it's drafts left in the drafts folder is how they communicate. Should anyone still be using a Hotmail account? (laughs) Hey, hey, I got a Hotmail account. What? What is it? It's dlaflot at hotmail.com. <laughs> Send What's me your all your great viruses. I need new ones. <laughs> so Hotmail was bought by Microsoft, was it? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A long time ago. And I guess it was a really, even before AOL, was it before AOL? Ooh. If it, it wasn't, around it, was, the same time. it was around yeah. the same time. Yeah. It was one of these things where you need an email address, free. Yeah, you got a Hotmail. Go Hotmail, yeah, before Yahoo and all that stuff. Anyway. At least it has mail in the name. Yeah, right. Right. And the reason I said that is because one of the members of my band had a Hotmail account, and it was was working fine. And then the last time we sent a group uh, email to all the members, it came back, hey, this account doesn't exist anymore. Wow. I wondered. I wondered if Hotmail was done, or if it was. Oh just yeah, this they're one. still around. Yeah, doing okay. great things. All right. So getting back to this Slack thing, they used it to steal flight reservation data. Who? Who? What can a? What can anybody do with flight reservation data except to say, "Oh, <laughs> Carl traveled to Las Vegas last week." Right. All right. Um. So that's I. You get a lot of information out of there now to the to the credit of the team that found this, because if you were on a network, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is if you're on a network, you're always looking for suspicious data that's coming off that network. Okay. 
if I see Slack communication, our organization uses Slack. So if I see Slack communications coming off of our network, I wouldn't as a defender even think about it. Um, The team that found this was the IBM X-Force. Uh, was the team that discovered this for this particular airline, which is awesome. Hmm. Um, I wish we had a cool name like the IBM X Force, but hey, man, couldn't publish it anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> we do. We just can't publish it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We got a wicked cool name. We can't tell you what it is. Um, those those uh, guys and gals are actually really really bright. Um, so it's it's hard to find. But what were they doing with it? A, they were using it as command and control. B, you could find all sorts of personal information if you're looking at reservation data. So here again, personal information is king and, if you're trying to guess. It's yeah. not just about that. That's the other thing you got to think about. Um, there are, I mentioned this in the past, uh, in a past show a while back, but um, Marriott got hacked 50, you know, half a billion records were hacked. And it's widely believed that because that data, that data never showed up on the dark web and this data may never have shown up on the dark web or may never. Oh and yeah. If, I, if it, IBM hadn't caught this exfiltrating, they may never have known. Right. Wow. So if China wants the data, which is what's believed happened with the Marriott, it's so they can track the movements of our diplomats and oh, suspected spies and dissidents and things like that. They don't care so, about you and me. Uh, they care about the diplomats. And the well, after some of the things spies. I've said, they might. But. <laughs> after all the drones you've sent. Wait. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to China anytime soon, but no. All right, guys, uh, we're out of time here in New London, so I, I guess we're going to have to save the the last story for next week. But um, this is, uh, you know, it's it's always interesting. It's always fun to talk to you guys, and uh, likewise, yeah. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, we'll catch you next week with uh, more of security this week. Bye. Thanks, guys. All right, see you later.